We are continuing our series entitled Wiki Wisdom, Timeless Truths in a Wayward World. And we've been looking uh, throughout the Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, seeing what wisdom we can glean. And the first four verses uh, give us the, of, of the book of Proverbs give us sort of the purpose of the entire book. And I just want to share those with you once more. It says, The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Wisdom, insight, instruction, discretion. This morning we're going to be looking at what Proverbs has to say about relationships between parents and children, friends, uh, co-workers, spouses, neighbors, and we're just going to look for biblical wisdom to help us navigate our relationships. Uh, we've asked Angie Smith to read the scripture for this morning, so Angie, if you can make your way up to the podium, and as she does, I'm going to ask you to please stand and face the center of the room. And we stand because we believe that this is the word of God. And so, Angie, whenever you are ready, please read from the selected Proverbs. Proverbs 3, 3 through 4. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Proverbs 17, 1. Better a dry crust with peace and quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. Proverbs 18, 24. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Angie, thank you very much. You may be seated. One of the things that you can find in the book of Proverbs is the impact of relationships, the significance of them. And what the book of Proverbs outlines is, first of all, relationships can make you. Relationships can make you. Uh, Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. Proverbs 18, 22. He who finds a wife, or you could say she who finds a husband, finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. Proverbs 23, 24 says, The father of a righteous child has great joy. A man who fathers a wise son rejoices in him. That would apply to mothers and daughters as well. Proverbs 17, 6, Children's children are a crown to the aged, and parents are the pride of their children. A friend for all times. A spouse who is a favor from the Lord. The joy a child can bring its parents. The crown of grandchildren. You see, everything else in life could be ordinary. Our jobs, our homes, our possessions, and yet our relationships can make life great. Relationships can make you. 
Relationships can also break you. They can make you or they can break you. Proverbs 18.24 says, One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. Proverbs 21.19, Better to live in a desert than with a quarrelsome and nagging wife. Or husband, or husband, or husband. Getting that out right away. Proverbs 17.21, To have a fool for a child brings grief, and there is no joy for the parent of a godless fool. Friends who betray us, marriages gone bad, children who make one bad decision after another, parents who bring grief instead of pride to their kids. See, everything else in life could be great. Our jobs, our homes, our possessions. And if our relationships are bad, they can break us. Scripture, the book of Proverbs, as well as, as well as other places in Scripture, that it shows that relationships are central, are central. You see this in the creation story. In the creation story, before Adam and Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, before they disobeyed and sin entered the world, God looked at Adam and said in Genesis 2.18, it is not good. For the man to be alone, I will make a helper suitable for him. Sin was not the first non-good thing in the garden. The first time God declared something not good was when he saw Adam alone. It is not good to be alone. Relationships are also central in the greatest commandments, in the greatest commandments. We cannot fulfill the two greatest commandments without relationships. As Jesus says in Matthew 22, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. We cannot fulfill the two greatest commandments without relationships. Relationship with God, relationship with our neighbors. All the law and the prophet hang on those two commandments. And it's ironic, the fact that our relationships, they can make us or break us. They are designed to be central in our lives, and yet they are one of the first things, maybe not the first thing, but one of the first things that gets sacrificed for our work, for our stuff, for our ambitions. And one of my personal struggles with relationships is just simply busyness. There's always something to be done, whether it's work-related or something I volunteer with or chasing after one of my kids' activities, whatever. And it just strikes me time and time and time again, when I need more time, I sacrificed relational time, primarily with my friends. That'll be the first thing that gets axed. It's just this never-ending struggle. There's a lot of proverbs that are given for navigating relationships. And before I get into um, all those, I want to give a public service announcement. I'm going to call a timeout 
Uh, and I need to give you a public service announcement because if I'm going to talk about uh, Proverbs for navigating relationships and not make this announcement, it would be bad. So I'm going to make a public service announcement. Guys, it's Valentine's Day on Tuesday. <laughs> if the woman in your life says that you don't have to do anything for Valentine's Day, don't believe her. She isn't going to tell you the truth. Do something for Valentine's Day. If you don't know what to do, get a Valentine's Day consultant. It's what I do. One of my wife's friends is my Valentine's Day, birthday, anniversary, and Christmas consultant. Valentine's Day is this Tuesday. You want a Valentine's Day proverb? It's Valentine's Day. Don't blow it. This has been a public service announcement. <laughs> Most of the women are clapping. Most of the guys are going to talk to me after church, but that's okay. <laughs> but given how much <laughs> But given how much is at stake with our relationships, we want to take a look at different proverbs to help us navigate them. Proverbs for Navigating Relationships. You know, when we learn other things, like, for example, learn how to drive a car, you know, you need to learn about the gas pedal, the brake pedal, the steering wheel, that's important, uh, turn signals, mirrors, wipers. You know, we need to know all those parts of the car and how to use them. That's, we need to be competent in that kind of stuff. But in, in addition to knowing how to use all those parts of the car, we need to know when to use them. Because when we drive a car, for example, sometimes we need to go forwards, sometimes we need to go backwards, sometimes we need to accelerate, sometimes we need to brake, sometimes we need to make sharp turns, sometimes we need to go straight. And so the most important thing when we are driving is to know what's going on around us, like pay attention, right? Distracted driving, it's one of the major issues we have with driving because we're not paying attention to things around us. But based upon what's happening around us, that should influence and inform us of what we should do next. Likewise, there are all these great relational principles, many of which you probably know, and we need to know them, and we need to know how to do them. But we also need to look around at our relationships and pay attention, because that will probably determine what we need to do next. And so as we go through these relational proverbs... We need to identify, I'm going to challenge you to identify where you need to practice them because it won't be the same for every one of your relationships. One relationship, you may need to do one thing. The other relationship, you may need to do something else. But sometimes we need to be more dependable. Sometimes we need to be more dependable. Proverbs 27.10 says, Do not forsake your friend or a friend of your family. Proverbs 18.24 says, One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. What relationships do you need to be more faithful to? Because sometimes we need to be more dependable. And sometimes we need to be more discerning. More discerning. Proverbs 22:24 says, "Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered." Proverbs 25:19 says, "Like a broken tooth or a lame foot 
is reliance on the unfaithful in a time of trouble. 1 Corinthians 15 says, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. So what relationships do you need to be more discerning about? Because not all people are good to be in a relationship with. Sometimes we need to be more truthful. Sometimes we need to be more truthful. Proverbs 27.6 says, Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Proverbs 28.23 says, Whoever rebukes a person will, in the end, gain favor rather than the one who has a flattering tongue. In what relationships do you need to speak more truth? Sometimes we need to be more truthful. And sometimes we need to be more thoughtful. Proverbs 16 says, Gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Proverbs 29 says, Do you see someone who speaks in haste? There is more hope for a fool than for them. In what relationships do you need to be more thoughtful? Sometimes we need to give advice. Proverbs 27, 17 is iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Proverbs 27, 9, perfume and incense bring joy to the heart, and the pleasantness of a friend springs from their heartfelt advice. In what relationships do you need to humbly share some advice? Sometimes we need to give advice, and sometimes we need to get advice. Proverbs 12:15 says, "The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice." From whom do you need to seek advice from? Sometimes we need to be people of principle. We need to be people of principle. Proverbs 14, 22 says, Do not those who plot evil go astray, but those who plan what is good find love and faithfulness. And Proverbs 16, 17 says, The highway of the upright avoids evil. Those who guard their ways preserve their lives. In what relationships do you need to stand up for what is right? Sometimes we need to be people of principle. And sometimes we need to be people of peace. People of peace. Proverbs 15.1 says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Proverbs 20 says, It is to one's honor to avoid strife, but every fool is quick to quarrel. And so in what relationships do you need to bring some peace? Dependable, discerning, truthful, thoughtful, 
giving advice, getting advice, principles, peace. Each of us do some of these better than others. Some of these things come more natural to some of us than some of these other things do. And all of these things are wise to practice in relationships. But we have to take the time to look around and see what's going on in our relationships to determine which of these principles we need to be doing next or right now. Proverbs to help us navigate relationships. But the good news, and where I want us to end, is to remember that love never fails. Love never fails. Jesus, we've been saying that Jesus is the embodiment of God's wisdom, which is completely true, but Jesus is also the embodiment of God's love. He's the embodiment of God's wisdom and God's love. Jesus is always on the side of good relationships. And he is always at work in us and in our families and in our friends and in our neighbors and our coworkers because he believes in relationships. Jesus is the embodiment of God's wisdom and love. 1 John 4 says, This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Proverbs 3, 3 and 4 says, Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. And then turn around and look at what Jesus says when he says in Matthew 28, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. God is love. Jesus is the embodiment of God's love and he is always with us. And if you have done wrong in a relationship, he's offering you forgiveness And if you have been wronged in a relationship, he's offering you healing. And Jesus is always offering those things, forgiveness and healing, and at the same time, encouraging each and every one of us to repent of our harmful ways, the things that we do that hurt the ones closest to us, the ones we love the most. And he's encouraging us all to be forgiving. And he wants us all to be healed of our past hurts, And as Jesus is at work in each and every one of us, there is something he wants us to do. He wants us to repent when we need to repent. He wants us to forgive when there's a chance to forgive. And he wants us to be open to being healed. And Jesus is relentless in pursuing those things for us because to not repent, to not forgive, to not be healed will isolate us. It will isolate us. And it is not good for us to be alone. Love never fails means love never goes away. It doesn't mean that the pain that relationships cause isn't real. It is real. 
It doesn't mean that relationships never fail. They do fail. But in spite of everything bad that can happen in a relationship, the hurt, the pain, the betrayal, whatever our pain may look like, love doesn't go away. As it says in 1 Corinthians 13, love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. But because Jesus is the embodiment of God's love and he will never leave us or forsake us, love is permanent. It is the one eternal constant in our world. And unlike prophecies, love will not cease. And unlike tongues, love will not be stilled. And unlike knowledge, love will not pass away. It does not run. It does not hide. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. It still believes even after we give up. And so maybe we need forgiveness. Or maybe we need healing. Or maybe we need to repent. But God wants us to be in relationships with people. And God's love is available to us and to our children and to our parents and to our spouse and to our friends and to our neighbors and anyone else. He is working in each of us to lead us into deeper, better relationships. And love never fails. God never gives up on us or the people we love. And in our relationships and I'm going to assume this is true for most, if not all of us, that we have relationships where maybe we're to the point where we don't know what to do anymore. When we are out of options, when we are out of ideas, when we are out of energy, when we are out of hope, and if that describes you this morning, then the good news that I have for you is just rest assured that even though there is nothing more that you can do, God is still at work And maybe there is nothing more you should be doing right now. And just rest assured that God hasn't given up. And he's still at work, both in you and the other person. So what do you need from Jesus to keep believing in your relationships? Maybe there's a particular relationship, or maybe it's relationships in general. But what do you need from Jesus to keep believing? Doesn't mean you're going to get back together tomorrow. Relationships can make us or break us. And we can rely on God's wisdom to give us insight into practices to help us in our relationships, to help us navigate our relationships, and rest in the love of God to give us assurance and hope to keep us believing in relationships, to believe they are worth it when we don't know what else to do. We want to lean on the wisdom of God and on the love of God. Both embodied in Jesus. What do you need from Jesus to keep you believing in your relationships? Please pray with me. Lord, I just, I thank you for your deep love for each of us and that you never give up on each and every one of us. And Lord, I ask you would give us wisdom 
in how to navigate our different relationships, both the ones that are going well and maybe the ones we're struggling with. And Lord, for those of us who are dealing with relationships where we just don't know what else to do, we're out of ideas, we're out of energy, Lord, help us just rest in your love, believing that you are still at work in us and the other. And Lord, for that, we thank you. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.